I'd like to welcome everyone to the Software Spotlight, your front row seat to the latest innovations in AI-powered software for small business. I'm Michael Burnsmark, your host, and each week we are joined by executives from leading software companies to get an insider's perspective on the emerging technologies, business strategies, and market trends shaping the future. Tune in and stay ahead of the curve when leveraging artificial intelligence to boost productivity and growth in your business. Be sure to visit softwareoasis.com to access our free weekly AI newsletter and sign up for our upcoming 2024 AI webinar series. Uh, Joining us today, we have uh, Chad Brown. He's a serial entrepreneur, CEO, and founder of Orange Docs, uh, a secure file sharing and team collaboration platform. Uh, His company is located in Vancouver, up in British Columbia, Canada. And uh, as I can see, he's driven for a passion uh, of building SaaS products. And uh, Chad created Orange Talks to streamline business communication. His um, solution shares uh, this vision to empower teams to work together smarter for integrated file sharing, tracking, recipient actions, and access control. And uh, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. So uh, I was. I know a lot of a lot of our uh, listeners and and viewers. Uh, a lot of people are watching on on different platforms. Have uh, been following Orange Docs o- over the years. I know it's been a interesting journey and uh, a pretty uh, pretty steady climb. And I was hoping you could give uh, give everyone a little bit of background on yourself and what led you to uh, found Orange Talks. Yeah. Uh, it's a good. It's a good one. Um, so I um, I started essentially with doing business consulting um, about twenty years ago, and uh, and grew a business there in services, and decided maybe around like ten or plus years ago that I would wanted to get away from services and more into a product. And you know, being an engineer by sort of background, um, I love the idea of being able to build something, and so jumped headlong into the you know the startup space and knew nothing about it. Um, and had to ramp myself up, went through a bunch of different little smaller projects that didn't really go anywhere. And then with a co-founder, I started Orange Docs in 2015 or so. And um, it's been a, yeah, a bit of a journey since then. Very nice, very nice. And um, so I guess just to give people a, a feel for the, the solution, um, what what problem were you trying to solve when you started the company for individuals? Uh-huh using orange docs and and for uh some of your early clients and and your current clients yeah so we started orange docs with the idea of making when snapchat was going to be quite large at the time so we're like hey maybe we can make a snapchat for business documents so we would send you a document and then it would expire you know after a certain period of time uh and we shopped that around with a bunch of different people um and we're like, hey, would you be interested in this? And they're like, oh, uh, maybe. And then we're like, oh, we could also tell you, you know, metrics on like what people are doing with the document, like how long they're reading it for. And they're like, oh, I'd be interested in that. But I don't really care about the expiry. <laughs> so we were like, oh, okay, well, there's a potential product there. And so we started looking at that. And then at the time, um, there was a forum in Dropbox where a lot of people were requesting to have the ability to track their Dropbox downloads. So if I share a file with you, your Dropbox, I wanted to know if you download it or not. And so we decided, hey, maybe there's an opportunity where we can, you know, leverage that market um, and cross-sell into having tracking metrics for PDFs and things like that. So we created a product, very simple one, that was first version of Orange Docs. And hence why Orange Docs, Dropbox, we sort of keep that sort of like idea of, of keeping a similar name. And sure. uh, yeah, we ran that and that grew pretty fast with a free product there. I mean, like, like 6,000 users and like, a couple of few months sure and that was great and we're like okay and then we, you know, we realized we had to combine the products together so we had this idea of like we'll use this product as a way to get people you know open the door as a free product but then we'll upsell them into this this sort of pdf tracking product and that's really where orange Shocks was born with this idea of like we're going to provide the ability for you to share your files and we can tell you what people are doing with them. when they download them you know, when, what, when they open them, what pages they looked at for how long. And that's really where we started at. Um, and for the first few years, we did that. Um, and that was really, 
you know, the, the basis of, of where we started with the product. But then uh, we just really found out people just were like, they use the product, they love it for free, but they didn't want to pay for it. Um, yeah, like that's always the tricky people. part. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the match. Like, oh, you can make out. money on this? Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So, you know, we had, um, I think we had like the you know, uh, tens of thousands of companies using it, and like a lot of Fortune 500 companies used it too. Uh, and they just didn't really want to pay for it, which is pretty funny. So we found it really challenging to move into in, in getting revenue. And so at that time, uh, you know, we were looking at, you know, what else can we do with the product? We, we shopped around. We actually went, tried to go around on the funding, didn't go through in 2016. And then my founder, co-founder ended up leaving in 2017. And at that point in time, I figured, oh, that was the, the company's done. So I just sort of benched it. Um, we had some ads running on uh, the free product. So if you shared something, we would have advertisements on it. Sure. And then I put it down for two years. Uh, didn't do anything with it, just some other stuff uh, until 2019. And that's pretty much where I thought, oh, the company's just going to slowly like taper off. I'm not going to add a lot of my energy other than make sure it still runs and answer people's questions. Sure. And then uh, it didn't, it just continued. So we knew there was something, I knew someone was there. And so I came back to it in 2019 and um, realized there was this opportunity with protection, uh, with the idea that what people really were asking for over those years uh, was, hey, how can I actually protect my documents? They wanted like password protection would be added. Yeah. But then they wanted more than that. You know, people were always saying, yeah, I can share a file with somebody and I give them a password to it. But I mean, they're just going to share it with a bunch of other people. They can easily just take that password and give it to anybody they want. Sure. And so there came this opportunity of like, hey, you know, I think we can, I can do something with this, but specifically with um, secure document sharing. And that's really what I moved the project into, which was away from tracking into secure document sharing. So even though we do do tracking still, that's more of like a smaller feature set than the actual product, which is now secure document sharing. So if I share something with you, I can do it in a way that, um, you know, there's no password, there's no login. We essentially attach it to your device, your phone or your laptop, and then you now will only be able to look at it there. And so it's impossible to share the document once you've opened it. Um, and then the idea being that that worked extremely well in virtual data rooms. And that's exactly where we're going now is having that secure technology uh, integrated with things like Google Drive and Dropbox um, for data rooms. And that's really where our sweet spot is. And we've grown like two and a half times in the last year, just, just having that. So, wow. And, and I can absolutely see, you know, in the finance sector for companies and mergers and acquisitions, financial service accountants, uh, anyone that's involved in transactions of buying or selling a, a, a business or any types of, um, sensitive documents that, that need to be explicitly uh you know viewed only by a, a specific set of of users the mm -hmm. you know the virtual data room is is brilliant yeah definitely yeah. and it's one of the things that you know we looked at we're like you know when you have when you're running a deal exactly that you know you want to make sure your financials are not going to be just you know given to anybody or your list of you know what you're doing in the future what's your actual like roadmap um especially you know if you're, you don't want the competitors getting a hold of that so Definitely having the data rooms and having the ability to ensure that, you know, someone's not going to share it with somebody else. So if I give it to you, only you look at it and nobody else looks at it. And so, that's, a, that's a big challenge, yeah. Yeah, so so obviously the, the challenge with a lot of existing solutions are just that, that they, you know, you can go with, with trust and faith, but sometimes you have, have information or documents that are, more more sensitive than that and absolutely require uh you know a, a level of uh lockdown that uh isn't achieved with just a password yeah definitely yeah a login password easily shared and that's one thing i, I would never consider it being secure uh sure. you know unless it's somebody that you know in the middle is looking at it but it's really to do with you know people just share that all the time and you know, it's easy to get those uh <laughs> even just email you literally the link with a username and password so yeah. And, you know, the interesting thing at, at a high level, um, I would, you had mentioned that there were different integrations. You mentioned Dropbox, you mentioned Google Drive. So if I understand correctly, so, so the solution is not really a, a data warehouse or, or a storage solution. You're leaving that to these other companies that that's what they do it's really a solution to protect the data within the documents. Yeah, exactly. 
Exactly that. You know, I think people do confuse us. They're like, oh, uh, when they first use our product, like, where do I upload my documents? I'm like, you don't. Wherever you know them. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we, we don't host them. We don't even store them. Um, you, you store them, you know, within your, your Google Drive. Um, you know, and that's exactly where we, we, we come in. Um, Which is interesting is, because it's really a plant. So people can really maintain the relationship with the platform that they're comfortable with or, or yep. really continue working with whatever, whatever solution they prefer best. But this is really something that integrates or adds on to that preferred solution. Yeah, exactly. And that's the idea we, we take is that, you know, if you're, you're using Google Drive and you're collaborating there, you're adding your files there, why would you want to duplicate and have to re-upload everything to another provider just to share it? And sure. we took the idea that, you know, so what, what you just do is you just point it at a folder on your Google Drive and we just turn it into a data room and, and seamlessly be able to sync whatever files you have in there with your data room, including anything changes you make in the future. So, you know, you don't have to worry about going in and being like, oh, oops, I forgot to upload that new file within our data room. Yeah, it's just seamlessly integrated with Google Drive, so you can change it on the fly, add new things, remove new things, no problem. And I think, you know, any company that's looking at going forward, with, especially in a, a space that deals with editing documents, um, they need to move away from dealing with the actual files to actually integrating with where people are are working, which is going to be things like Google Drive. Um, especially as the future you go forward, you're looking at things like Google Docs. Like there aren't even files technically. They're stored somewhere on Google. You don't even have access to the quote-unquote file. It's literally just a product that, um, you know, it's all purely on the cloud. So what would you say are, are like the, the key features to Orange Docs that, that really help to, to separate it out? The biggest one is the integration <laughs> by a okay. long shot. I mean, no one else is really doing that. We're, we're tightly integrated, you know, in the sense of people say, oh, yeah, we're integrated or companies say we're integrated with uh, Google Drive, Dropbox, OneDrive, all of them. And all they do is essentially just have a little chooser that lets you go ahead and grab the file from there. Um, okay. That's not what we do. We don't do right. that at all. We actually integrate seamlessly with the product. So we're tightly integrated um, with Google Drive and Dropbox, but mainly we're focused on Drive. Okay. And that's our biggest differentiator factor. So you never have to worry about uploading files to a service. Um, you switch you just sit right on top of it. Uh, not only that, it's the also the integrations with things like Google Workspace too. So you sure. don't even have to leave sure. Gmail or your Google Drive to use our product if you don't want to. And okay. that has a big okay. benefit. Um, and, you know, the, 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 the next one as well is this idea of our secure sharing technology is a little bit different than what people are used to is that I send you something, you can open it um, on, you know, a limited number of devices like your phone, laptop, computer. And we essentially just only allow you to view it there for a certain period of time. And I think having that seamless, um, you know, ability to have your customers open up a document without having to log in, without having to enter credentials, without having to have that barrier, um, is great when you start talking about, you know, if you're a startup looking for investment and you're, you want your investors to look, you want them to look at the content, but you don't want right. them to share it. So the sure. last thing you want to do is go through hoops and hurdles to sign up for another product. Be like, oh, you have to log into this other product. You have to create an account with something else. Um, we don't want them to do that. It's right. purely, I think, the idea that I don't, I wouldn't want to do that. So why would I ask my customers to do that? So, so you're, you're keeping it secure, but you're making it accessible. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I think, one of the, those are the two biggest ones for us. That, uh, And then third is price. Yeah. You know, a lot of um, our competitors charge, well, <laughs> traditionally they charge by per, like, megabyte of storage. Um, there are still some competitors who do this, which I can't believe they're still around, but, you know, they charge per megabyte, literally. Uh, and it costs, these rooms can cost, you know, thousands of dollars a month. Uh, and yeah. we're, you know, we're like 65 bucks a month, you know, maximum. So, okay. you know, it's, and, uh, I think that that's also another massive factor. We see people, especially in this, this uh, um, climate right now where you have, you know, tightening budget constrictions, people are looking to us as well, be like, we got to get rid of this company that we're paying thousands with and use you because you're just so much cheaper. Yeah, so so the solution gets to the endpoint that the companies need to get to without the complexity or cost of, of a lot of other other alternatives. And would you say is it mainly, you know, small startups and SMB 
clients that are using this or is it mostly enterprise or do you see a whole range of different customers or we see a whole range of different customers um typically i don't really ever uh, talk about my like customers directly i keep them sort of behind the scenes but um but yeah we have a whole variety i mean a lot of finance companies um, a lot of vc companies uh, obviously like smaller startups you know we're going to be on the list as well uh, we have seen, and this is more of sort of our older product. We saw, I would say, like at some point or another, most of Fortune 500 has used Orange Docs at some point in time. Um, a lot of companies that come through that I've been pretty surprised with um, have have used the product. Uh, so it's right now. I think our focus really is on a smaller SMB companies. Uh, sure. We don't really going after very large enterprises. Um, however, that's going to change. I think in the future. When we look to go into, uh, we're going to start adding into another feature, which is document signing. Uh, to be able to easily sign a document. Uh, and really, our competition is not going to be things like uh, DocuSign, but we're really going to look at having an easy way for you to sign like a contract without having to run through a bunch of hoops or hurdles. So take the same idea we did with data rooms, which is quick, easy, um, simple to set up, uh, inexpensive, and take that to document signing as well. So you could. Simply just choose a Google Doc and then sign it within a few minutes or a few seconds, really. Yeah, you know, and it's interesting. I think some of the the most brilliant solutions can be explained in a, a sentence. You know, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, exactly. Yeah, no, you know, the 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 use case is absolutely crystal clear. And um, as far as compliance, I know a lot of companies have different levels of needs for compliance. Is that based on your end, or is it based more on the end where the the product, the the data is being stored, or both? Can you talk to both. that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, we've had had some questions about like SOC compliance and so that, which you know we haven't gone through yet. Right. Um, but I think you know when companies do use our product to be compliant. So we had a customer recently who was saying. They wanted to use it a little bit of a, a side use case. They wanted to use it for training material, uh, and they want to make sure that obviously their their employees were reading the material and actually going through it. Uh, so that's sort of using that feature that we have, which is a tracking feature, and that was for compliance straight up. They were they were like, we have to be compliant. We have to sure. comply with um, you know our um, whatever compliance uh, they're they're going through, and that required them to ensure that their employees were actually being trained up on this health and safety material. So. Customers do use us a lot for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, people do ask us all the time, where do we store the data? And we tell them we don't unless we are previewing the file. Sure. Um, right. And then, obviously, we put up a, a security white paper that uh, describes that. But I think in the future, something that we need to look at is becoming things something like SOC compliant. Um, and then that will help a lot because then it gives people the peace of mind to be like, oh, you know, like we're doing, you know. Not only do they do all of this, they have that too. Exactly. Yeah. So, so if you were to bullet point the features that that a customer would achieve by adding orange docs into their existing solution what what are the high level you know from most important to just kind of nice to have features right number one uh data rooms you know that's why people really pay for the product um is that's the biggest one by far you know having secure data room uh, with that integration with google drive or dropbox we, we support dropbox too um and i think those are the that's the biggest for sure from there the next one will be tracking so we do document tracking so anytime anything in the data room or whatever you share it doesn't have to be data room it can be a single file we can track specifically when it was viewed uh, or downloaded if you allow that we can prevent downloading too so you might be able to share things like a pdf and we can say you know we don't want you to download it because it's secure we don't want someone to download a file and share with somebody else um but we can also tell you, well, you know, how many, what pages they read and how, for how long on that PDF. And that is not just PDFs, but a whole bunch of different types of files like uh, Google Docs, Sheets, Slides, you know, things like that. Um, and so really that was, that's sort of like the, the second main feature other than the security. And then from the, the later ones are going to be things like branding. Uh, one of the things we do as well is making sure that you, know, you can brand your portal to look like your company and not like it came from Orange Docs. Sure. Uh, one of the things that a lot of we have pushback. This is a you know going back a little ways, but um, DocSend is is a, just a Dropbox company. But um, that was one of the things that people really hated was that I did not want to receive another DocSend file. <laughs> um, so we do try to make sure that you know it looks like your company does that, and that's probably one of the, the more of the nicer to have features. Um, 
Yeah, and we also have a variety of different types of tools for marketing as well. Um, and that comes more from our legacy product. So things where you can publish files online, you can run your own portal to look at it's yours. And that's really more for the tracking side to say, hey, if I got marketing material and I have it on my website, I want to know what people are doing with it. Um, and then obviously we had things like things like lead tracking as well. So you could have a file that you maybe share with your customers that they have to enter their email in to get access to. And you can build a bit of a lead list based upon that marketing material. And uh, sure. those are more sort of our marketing products that we're not only not pushing as much anymore, really sort of focused on that security side. now. Makes sense. No, those are, are uh, that kind of answers that question. Um, so it, at a high level, the solution itself sounds like it's it's pretty mature at this point. Obviously, yeah, you know, <laughs> there's, there's, <laughs> yeah there's, there's obviously uh, always always room to to evolve and add other technologies and features and and the like. Mm-hmm. But can you give you know obviously not not speaking about specific clients if you don't want to, but can can you give some some examples of companies using the solution? And you know what they they saw uh, after yeah. after getting up and running on it. You know maybe a before and after, or just some examples with maybe some measurable numbers or statistics that would help people understand how the the solution uh, benefits different companies. Yeah, for sure. Um, give you maybe a couple of different examples. Uh, one one would be um, just recently I've had actually a, a new sales associate we have hired up. Uh, outreach to a customer who had left the product and they're like, Oh, you know, why did you leave? And their answer was pretty simple. They had been on there for a year and they said, well, it did exactly what we wanted to do. We, um, we actually were able to uh, have our company acquired by using orange docs. Um, sure. And that was a great thing. We're like, wow, that's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome to hear that, you know, <laughs> you hear it with like someone be that successful. And we've heard that a few times for customers who use a product for typically around, Anywhere between um, six to months to a year, depending on yeah. what, yeah. what you're using it for. But typically for a funding cycle or for M and A, it would be about that time period. And you know, they'd be like, "It worked great. It did exactly what I needed to do." And I was able to either raise my round in this case, was able to sell the company, which is a fairly substantial company. Neat. So it's great to hear those kind of success stories from our customers. Um, you know, and then we have other customers who've used us, and uh, you know, one is does a lot of recruiting. Um, they run a recruiting company and they've used us for many years. It was, it was 2015. So they use it more on the tracking side. And, you know, they, they, they actually left us a review recently and they're like, yeah, it's been imperative to running our company uh, to make sure we understand what people are doing with the material that we send, which is tends to be candidates for um, placements within companies. So for recruiting. Yeah. And it, so, I, I think it's just amazing the number of solutions that companies rely on you know, day in and day out that have just become core to, to what they're doing. And, and I think, you know, one thing that we're seeing is like a continued, continued consolidation of, of tools. So I think something like this, that's, that's really focused on one specific area is, is very much needed, you know, and especially mm-hmm. for the, the markets that you mentioned, I think uh, at the end of the day, there are, Quite a few M&A firms out there. There's quite a few VC uh, firms. There's quite a few companies that are, you know, going through, you know, financial, um, you know, transitions where they, they need to set up a data room, whether it's a, a, a sale or a round, like you, you mentioned. So really mm-hmm. a very, very need, needed solution. Um, and it sounds like the, um, the um, you know, product itself so are, are those the the main two integrations or are there other types yeah, of integrations so, that companies so can, yeah the can... main ones would be like obviously google drive google um and obviously dropbox are the main ones um because mm-hmm. of the like i said we call it the tight integration i mean literally the security you have in dropbox or in this case but being the case would be google drive is also replicated with an orange Docs. so if you can't share the file from google drive you won't be able to share it in orange Docs. Um, and that's the kind of integration we have where it's like, you know, you can only do what you're supposed to be doing. Um, but also I say integration wise, you know, things like Google workspace is a big one. So having it integrated within Gmail and Google drive, we also have a a Gmail plugin for doing tracking of, of attachments. Um, that was from more of our legacy product, um, things like that. 
But when it comes to integrations, we've been really specific to be like, we want to make sure we're really niche in what we're doing. Um, some people have asked us, oh, are you going to do OneDrive? And I'm like, probably not. Yeah. And one of the reasons for it, we just don't see the market with things like that. Or Box Makes sense. is another one. You know, yeah. Box already includes a lot of tools that lets you do similar stuff. So like, well, why would we bother going there? Um, I think really where we fit really well is that Google ecosystem. Um, Google's idea really is provide a very sort of bare, bare bones product, which provides you with the key things you need. Like, you know, you have your documents, you have your email, but then the rest, they sort of lean on the third party providers like us to provide those sort of features um, going forward. So if you were to say that the main features that differentiate the solution from other companies out there that, that have similar solutions, what would you say those are? For sure, the integration, the tight integration with Dropbox is yeah. by far the biggest one. Oh, sorry, Google Drive. We're yeah. focused on Google, Google Drive, and also Dropbox, but definitely Google Drive, I think, is the biggest one. Um, and like I say, having that feature to be able to securely share without having to have credentials shared is another large one, not requiring your customers to sign up for a product. Um, and then I think the next one that's going to be a really big one for us is is going to be by the end of the quarter, this document signing feature, which is going to allow people to be able to sign something like a Google Doc, um, do that within their data room, uh, and not have to worry about creating these templates that are very like onerous on the you know person who's sending the the contract or the file to be signed. Uh, it's more of like a one click solution. Yeah, and you know, I'm going to say that the the UX and the ease of use is obviously uh, a key key point to the the whole solution. Um, what yeah. would you say? What are the trends that you're seeing in the secure document sharing space? The mega trends. Uh, trends. <laughs> it's interesting because honestly, this space has been, um, I would say, a little stagnant for quite a while. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think so. To give you a history of like virtual data rooms, obviously, they started as this idea of a data room, uh, like a law office, and you physically go in there and read the document and then you leave. And the idea of taking that online was something that happened in the early 2000s, and people's idea, like, oh, and that's where this idea of a lot of these companies came to fruition around the early 2000s with this new idea of putting everything on the internet. And they're still around. And I think the idea of charging ridiculous sums of money for storing your data securely is something that really is, is an antiquated notion today. I mean, Google Drive, companies have no problem storing their entire you know, company data on Google Drive. And the reason why is because it is secure. It has been proven yeah. to be that way. So you don't really need to charge for that anymore. And I think that's one of the big trends moving from, yes, you are storage of secure storage to you're not secure storage anymore. You're secure sharing. And I think that's really where we started with. We didn't even bother with the storage part because we integrate with things like a secure storage platform like Google Drive. And so I think the trend has moved from storage to secure sharing. And now we want to be not the secure sharing, but also, you know, to do everything to do with what you do as a company um, with your files, like document signing and things like that. We want to incorporate that as well. So I think the trend has moved away from the storage to the sharing. Uh, and I think that's going to continue. Um, and I think what's going to happen is you see a huge consolidation of these companies. Uh, I think the older antiquated ones are going to go away because if they don't integrate tightly, they just won't be around. Um, people aren't sure. going to be like, hey, uh, I want to use your service, but you know, like, do you integrate with Google Drive? They say, oh, yeah, we do. And then you actually look at it. You're like, well, yeah, I could choose a file from there. But I mean, what does that really matter? You know, it's not really the right. integration. That's just, that's the lowest thing you could possibly do. So you can say you integrate online. That's what yeah. It is. So I think unless you have a company that is going to be niche to a provider like Dropbox, Google Drive, the, the big ones, um, I think you're probably going to be, you're going to see those companies start to, to Neat. move on. <laughs> I, a lot of um, a lot of listeners are actually able to to view the podcast. Is it possible you could share a tab where you could uh, give us a, a high level uh, demo of of how the solution actually works? I think what do they say? A uh, uh, picture is worth a, a thousand words, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, let me just uh, <laughs> see what I got here. Um, yeah, no, that that's fine. And I think. Uh, it's interesting that um, you know this is uh, a segment segment of the market that is uh, you know really in its in its own own right important yet uh, not you're, you're probably one of the first people on the podcast that the first thing they 
said to that that question of, of trends was AI. <laughs> you know, I don't I don't know that <laughs> yeah. there's really there's really a whole whole bunch of I can uh, tell you all about AI, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I uh I, I interesting you mentioned AI I'll I'll say this on the side when we get this loaded up here is um I think a lot of people are talking about AI. Um but I think being a founder who's been around for many years in this space, I've seen trends come and go. And we, you know, this is not the first time we've seen AI, um, chat AI specifically, uh, being a trend. And I think that's really where right now everyone wants to talk about it. Everyone wants to talk about their company having AI. But honestly, I think, um, you know, unless your AI is doing something specific that actually is adding a lot of value, um, you know, I don't, I don't really see that. Yeah, no, I'm right there. The, the value there. So I think for, for us, it's interesting that, you know, we actually try to incorporate machine learning years ago into our platform. Uh, with the idea of being able to, you know, back in the world, we're looking more at the marketing space, the tracking space. Um, one of the things that we were looking at was if I was to share uh, a file with a company, would we be able to uh, follow that file through the company? So if I shared it with you, are you going to forward it to your manager, or to your CEO? Could we unearth those people? And we use machine learning or you know, fuzzy logic pretty much to help determine who in the company was actually looking at the files. The funny thing was, is because, <laughs> because it was, it was fuzzy. It was not an, uh, easy to describe how the system was doing that. Uh, we had a really difficult time selling the product because people didn't really understand it. They're like, Oh, like, so I'll know exactly. I'm like, well, you won't know exactly because that person is not going to tell you who they are. We have to right. infer who they are. And then people didn't really understand that. And they're like, Oh, I don't get it. So, well, We'll be able to tell you with a degree of accuracy who this person may or may not be. But in the end, people just got really confused with it. So, yeah, makes sense. Uh, so, I think, um, so what are we looking at here? This is this is the interface yeah. that uh, this is the, the individual would have um, where they log in. This is where you log in and you have the ability to to create your room. Um, this is our full application. This isn't our integrations with uh, uh, Google Workspace specifically. But yeah, so for what we can do here is be able to create you know, create a data room. Um, you can share individual files securely uh, or track them. This is okay. more of the market material, being able to sort of share and track market material. But our, our sort of main product is that data room product and be able to not only create a data room, um, you know, and have, have the ability to, to view the documents there, but also to be able to see specifically, you know, who's looked at that room. So in this case, we can see we shared a couple of different people, myself and uh, our demo account. And we also can see specifically that this demo account, we looked at certain particular files within the room itself. Um, and won't really walk through the entire feature set of the product, but I can give you a little sure. idea of what that room might look like. So one of the things we can do with our data room is keep everything very simple. What we're going to do is we're going to firstly have it linked directly to a folder on your Google Drive. So in this case, we can see that it's linked to to log in here if I remember the password. Okay, let's just pretend we just didn't go there. <laughs> so essentially, the, this is linked directly to Google Drive uh, sure. folder itself. And the idea being that it's going to sync all the files from your Google Drive with um, with Orange Docs at all times. So whatever you add or remove files, we'll automatically include that in the room itself. Got you it. can also do things like whether or not you want to do allow downloading. So do I want my users to be able to download the files? Because as soon as a user downloads a file, they have full access to that. They can share whoever right. they want, post it online, and do anything they want to with it. So a lot of our customers do say, hey, listen, I'm going to share a lot of PDFs, uh, Google Docs, Sheets, slides, things that we can preview, and I want to ensure that no one can download it. Um, Makes and that sense, yeah. With our ecosystem. Uh, and then the next thing is, like, you can choose specifically when you set the room up, how many, uh, how long a device um, that you uh, so the way we secure things is setting a limited number of devices per person. So if I send you the access to a particular data room, uh, you'll have access on one device, and that could be like your phone or computer, or like your laptop at work, laptop at home, whatever it might be. And you'll only have access once you open it on that device, and we warn you about that before you open it. And then you'll have access for three months, and then after that, it expires. And the idea really is is ensuring that you're not going to share something indefinitely forever. That way you right. might forget, oops, we got this data room still available and that room's been closed, you know, deal's been closed for a while or didn't go through. We can ensure that we sort of clean up that access as we go. Makes sense. Yeah. 
And then finally, you know, there's the participants who you have in the room and you can, you know, enable disable access at any time as well. So you're ensuring that, you know, only that person's going to be able to view the content for as long as we want them to. But if something happens and the deal doesn't go through or this person maybe is just kicking the tires of the company to find out more information, then we can just disable access to that as well. Um, the final thing I can sort of show you here maybe is just a little bit what the room looks like. So in this case, this is our demo company. Um, we call it Morel, yeah. and we brand it for them. Um, and we can look at specifically, like, here's our room um, with all the different folders. So this is, again, directly synced with Google Drive. So anything within those folders is going to be shown automatically within the room itself as well. So we got this little marketing sheet. You can look at that online. Again, everything's preview online. Um, you can it's all made for mobile as well, so you don't have to worry about having your PDFs and everything like that. Um, you know, maybe are a little bit larger, take a while to download. It's all sort of instantaneous through through the product as well. Sure, neat, neat. It's a real simple way to get in and and be able to sort of have that similar view. Uh, and the nice thing about also the product is that you can you know add that branding. You can change your branding around to say, hey, I don't really want to have it laid out that way. I can lay out a, you know, a different way, or maybe it's a sort of like a more of a simple file view to everything. Um, so it's really sort of an, an easy way to, to share your room, to get it sort of synced with your Google Drive and have the ability to get to track that particular um, content as well. So as we look through things, we can go back to our data room and see specifically what you know we were looking at. So we can see that we've done a couple different previews of content. Uh, and we can see we looked at that, um, you know, that made the annual report. Um, yeah, that might be a little while ago, so we can see what pages were looked at mm -hmm. and for how long as well. So we can see specifically what people are doing with the content, you know, right down to like what day they looked at it. In this case, it's probably a demo I did back in December 14th and, you know, what hour it was actually looked at as well. So a couple of questions come to mind. So uh, with, with the branding, you know, obviously design, logo, assets, things like that are, are part of the branding. Yep. Is there a possibility for a company to customize like a, a subdomain or something like that if they want yeah we we did have that feature available we still do uh, most companies typically don't, don't care about that as much anymore yeah I mean, we that a lot maybe five like probably about five years ago a lot of companies were really interested we gotta have a subdomain and we do offer that still um but a lot of companies now they don't care about it as yeah, much as, yeah. as before. and probably as you found a lot of times users will Tell you one thing, but then when it comes to actually using or paying for for a particular feature or or, or a solution, mm -hmm. it's very different. Yeah, it's really interesting with the branding too. Is that I've seen Fortune 500 companies send material out that is branded as Orange Docs, so they don't even bother paying for the branding, and they're using like a we had like a legacy product, um, you know, offered a couple of years ago where we would give it to you for free, but we'd have advertisements on it. And yep. they would send content out that way. And I'm like, you're a Fortune 500 company. Why, why are you paying the yeah. minimal amount to have the advertisements removed from your product? Um, so it's really interesting to see, like, small companies who really care about it and then Fortune 500 companies who don't. And you, you think that these things would be something they care about, but sometimes it isn't. Um, yeah, no, it's interesting. Interesting. But I think, you know, now with, with um, you know, a lot of the companies that we work with, again, more in the SME space, they really do care to make sure that it looks like it comes from them because of the idea that, you know, it's a trust thing to you. Like, hey, this is coming from us. Yeah. This is our, this is our content. Um, you know, this is, we own it. You know, this is, this, and I think it really boils back down to that whole feature set of security, you know. Yeah. And I would think obviously yeah. if it's, if it's a, you know, venture capital or some other kind of firm where they're, they're representing either themselves or a client or something like that, 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 that would be important. One, one other question, and this might be an idea for, for you in terms of another opportunity for the product. Mm -hmm. Obviously you integrate with the different places that people may want to store their, their data. Yep. Is it, possible let's say another company had a solution where they wanted to offer this as a feature within their solution is is there any type of capability on that yeah interesting point um you know we have had conversations in the past with companies who want to integrate and that's one thing that we've always looked at potentially doing especially when we're more geared towards uh, marketing and, and just doing document tracking was adding is that as like a feature into the another product like uh, we had a company was like oh we do quotes we want to know as a feature could we do tracking of that too and integrate you 
Um, with doc, interesting enough, with with um, virtual data rooms, it is a it's a very niche, smaller market, and so you don't see a lot of other companies who have like a large product where they really want to integrate that little small piece. Um, yeah, so they so, they may just refer a customer to you and say, hey, you know, here's yeah. here's a great solution. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly that. So um, when we do document signing, that might be something that we might do. Um, hopefully, you know, in the sense of like where our niche is going to be is signing a Google Doc, signing something that you really can't easily sign um, unless you spend a bunch of time to go through something like um, DocuSign. Something simple like a like an NDA that you want someone just to send quickly and get them to sign and then you're done. I think that's really where there's a potential for integration as well um, in that. And that's something we're actually set up for, funny enough. <laughs> but we never really actually pursued, uh, you know, unless there was a good strategic partner that we could find that would work really well, you know, work very well with us. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And has I think you kind of alluded to it, but I'll I'll ask anyways. Has has the business been pretty much bootstrapped, or have you taken outside funding, or has it no grown no funding? Um, bootstrapped it. Uh, we did look for funding back in like 2016. Congratulations. And uh, yeah, so it, yeah, pretty much. Uh, and it's been great the last um, last couple of years. Have been really good, um, especially last year. I say we grew like two and a half times in, in a year, which is awesome. And we like to do that again this year. Probably grow twice uh, the size. And um, yeah, keeping the team small. And uh, it was one thing I love working with is a smaller team and not having, you know, I don't need to make this company massive. That's the thing I like about this is you make it very profitable and, um, you know, keep things, keep things small, keep things lean. Um, sure. It's definitely work, you know, the things I like. So will we take funding in the future? Who knows? Um, but uh, right now we don't need to by any means. So. That's good. No, I think it's it's a journey, and you know, obviously, um, you can either take take time or money, <laughs> and you know, yeah, you, exactly. you've taken the time exactly. route, yeah. you know, to yeah, just building no, totally. it one brick at a time. Yeah, exactly. And I think I love the idea of, of bootstrapping. I think the funny thing is, um, when I first started, you know, uh, looking at you know startups ten years ago, it was like you take money and if you don't, they're like, Oh, or you could bootstrap. And then there's sort of like a smirk in their face. Like, like, Ooh, like it was sort of like a, like a, a, a sort of a horrible thing to do, or like it was a shameful thing to do. And I think, um, that's really changed over the last little while, especially the last year where you see, you know, like if you see a friend of mine is telling me that in you know, 2024, you're going to see like a, like a tidal wave of, of startups that are going to be, um, going bankrupt. Um, yeah. and- because you know, they, they took there money. is no money out there and there hasn't yeah. been and they burnt it all last year so and the great thing for us is like oh cool well we've grown we've done the opposite we've grown tons where we have tons of cash we have no problem there and so we can continue growing at the pace we want to which is which is great so yeah. um i love the idea of doing that and i think nowadays people are more looking at bootstrap companies and being like oh that's something you can do and it's not a shameful thing to do you know no 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 this is that has yeah, this is my third bootstrap startup, so uh, I'm no, right, right there yeah. with you. Do, do you yeah. have any ad- advice for any entrepreneurs or, or companies that, that might be listening in terms of things that uh, help to to get the, the momentum going for a new new solution? Yeah. Is there well, starting, number starting one, with zero? Yeah. Number one, don't feel like you have to raise funding. You don't. You don't need to. I think I think the idea, like you know, just like yourself, is that you can, just like us, we'll be able to weather this storm, quote unquote, of this economic storm. But we've had no problem at all. We've grown and done very well in it. And I think that you know, um, being profitable forces you to always, or, or being bootstrap forces you to be profitable from day one. Because if you're not, you're not eating. You know, so sure. uh, I think that's really where you know um, that's a great thing for for people to realize that you don't have to always go for fun. Um, Number two, I think, you know, there's a lot of like, why is right now on AI and I got to do AI something. And I think, you know, yes, I can give you some extra traction. It can give you a little bit of maybe like, um, um, you know, some, some, maybe some news written about you, things like that. But in the end, uh, customers are going to know, you know, is the AI some part of your product or is it just really a marketing ploy? And I think right now there's a lot of marketing ploys right now for the AI. And I think focusing your product on AI purely because it's the buzzword of the day, you're going to find next year, this could be another buzzword and then you're going to be out. So yeah. I think focusing on a product that has value to your customers, that if it includes AI, great. And it adds value, great. If it doesn't, don't bother looking at it. 
Um, so I think those are things to, to keep in mind. Um, like I say, I've gone through like probably like yourself, there's so many buzzwords like every year or two, there's a different buzzword. Um, and it's a different thing that everyone's jumping on and all, all VCs are jumping on it. So I think you have to always be careful of those sort of things. Um, yeah. And, and, and I'll tell is, you, I would agree with you. And, and the interesting thing, you know, I speak to, to hundreds of, of different founders of organizations at all different levels from bootstrap to venture funded to all, you know, partnerships, all kinds of different organizations. And probably the one common thing that I hear from every founder is the fact that the cost of acquiring each additional incremental or new customer through paid channels is just growing exponentially in terms of the cost and not, uh, not providing the returns that they, they saw in the early years and, and definitely, not mm. not attainable in terms of um, a, a model to uh, to drive drive business forward. Yeah, and that, funny enough, we we don't have any paid channels. Um, <laughs> we've probably without reason. You now we've tried of doing that as well, and realized that you know paid channels are extremely difficult to make profitable. Um, you know, I think doing things like um, an account based marketing instead procedure where you maybe use paid to specifically target certain customers. And maybe use that to get brand awareness has sure. value, but you know, um, being on the other side as well, like you know, we um, we still have a, a free product uh, with Orange Docs that does this uh, simple tracking and publishing, and we have ads running on that, and we've seen that product where we were gaining most of our money through um, that you know, maybe two years a year over a year ago, um, we had most of our money coming to that channel from like paid paid advertising. And now it's uh, dropped by like a third of the income. And there really isn't much different traffic. And we're seeing that because of two things. One is because of AI, um, where you're having these mass these sites created that are sucking up um, advertising revenue because yeah. they're creating thousands of articles that are just sort of garbagey articles, but they're getting advertising on it. And then yeah. the second to that also is the fact that just the climate. I mean, the first thing people do when, um, or companies do when they have like a restriction in cash flow is acts the marketing budget it's the easiest thing to do and uh you know it, um so to that point i mean yeah uh if you're a startup now i think the thing to do is really to look at like how can i get it to market without having to pay mass amounts of money in, in marketing uh and part of that is just like that growth hacking quote unquote you know we use quora quite a bit to start and it has been an engine that's worked extremely well for us um and get us traction there and then obviously you know doing a lot of things like content um, has been something that recently we focus a lot more on, but previously we've had, but now the focus is really being big on that. It's beginning more of the experts and things like that. So there's lots of different ways you can get out there. It's just a question of, you know, being creative with, uh, with what you do. Very nice. Very nice. No, I think that that kind of brings it, brings it home in terms of, you know, not only the uh, solution, but as far as, you know, bootstrapping a company. Can can you share with us for listeners that are interested in getting up and running with Orange Docs or even just want to give it a try? Obviously, we'll leave a, a link in the, the show notes and all of that, but are there different um, pricing models, different ways to get started? How would someone decide which version of Orange Docs to go with? Pretty simple. Uh, we try to keep our pricing extremely simple. <laughs> so, you know, you start with two weeks free trial. That gives you access to everything on the platform for two weeks free. No credit card required. Uh, I know that I always hate having to enter my credit card and then, you know, you forget. So that's why I decided not to do that. So anybody can sign up for two weeks for free uh, with a click of the button. Um, and then, you know, there's only really a couple tiers we have. So we have a pro product that really has to do with the tracking. So if you want, just want to do tracking, we recommend just doing that one. And it's, you know, 15 bucks a month, um, one pay yearly. And then you have the business product, which is a full suite. And that gives you all that um, data room, secure sharing, branding as well. Uh, and that's uh, 45 bucks a month if you pay yearly. Um, and I think, you know, there's, and then of course we have a Teams platform, which is more to do with, you know, uh, companies that need to have multiple people on the product. And um, we build a sell to them as well. So really easy to get started. Uh, you get full access to the suite, full access to the business product. And then if, you know, you determine, hey, I'm just using the track and I want to do something different, you can you know, sign up for whatever one you, you need. So, 
Got it. And so then as far as users, that, that's one other point that, that I was wondering. Is the product pretty pretty easy to scale? I mean, can you add a large number of users if you need or just have a few users? Can you add and subtract users? Yep. Definitely. I mean, like we had the ability to have a Teams license. Um, that's something that you can talk to us about. So right now we don't have the ability for you to add that manually, but you know, we talk right. to us and we have a team of as many people as you like on there. And so typically we, we see around, we sell a Teams license starting at three users. And that the idea being right. that if I'm like a CEO of the company and I'm making a data room and it's my account, that's great. But then what happens if like, you know, I go on vacation or I'm away, away from the office and I can't do something and we need to add participants or someone to the room. That's where we say, hey, it's good to have a couple other people in your office have access to that. So they can come in on your behalf and add some users or maybe, you know, manage uh, the access that needs to be. Um, maybe you make a new room that needs to be done. So it's really nice to have that you know, flexibility rather than having to always focus on one person. They always have to do, you know, be doing that, the room. So, uh, and yeah, it's easy enough for us to add that for you as well. On your behalf. Great. Any any final thoughts or things that we didn't cover that you wanted to make sure we we let the listeners know? No, no. Other than uh, yeah, I mean, like if you're starting a startup, I think it's uh, it's always a wild ride, and it's I think the key thing is to really be passionate about what you're doing, um, and uh, and not really focused on you know raising money and and, and making that money. It's making sure that you know you've grown a, a good product that that um, has value for your customers, and I think. Is keeping that value for your customers and always making chasing that you know what the customer really wants. That's one thing we'd be really for us super customer centric um, and listening to them. And uh, you know, with this whole, for example, our new document signing feature we're coming out at the end of this quarter. We literally had a customer that I was um, chatting with on last Friday, and uh, they offhand mentioned, "Oh, it'd be good if this did document signing." And I was like, "Funny enough, you said, <laughs> yeah, so oh, that's crazy." It's really, it's really good. I mean, I think a lot of startups, everyone says that, but not everyone does it. It's sort of funny. Um, people really do focus a lot on money, on like raising money, getting whatever. But, you know, if you've listened to your customers and listened to what they want um, and really focus on providing really good customer support and, and talking with their customers as people, I think um, you'll have a successful startup. So. Neat. Well, I uh, really appreciate your uh, taking the time to uh, join us on the software spotlight today and um just want to give everybody an idea as to where we're heading so on the next episode of the software spotlight we have uh andy caruso he's the head of marketing for a company nacho nacho they're the world's largest b2b SaaS marketplace and uh, he's focused on driving partner-led growth over at nacho nacho um, the company is an efficient matchmaker between buyers and sellers of SaaS products and leveraging predictive analytics to recommend relevant software-based solutions based on purchasing behavior. Uh, Nacho Nacho team aims to offer um, how businesses and transform how they manage their spend, consolidate subscriptions, and lower costs overall. So once again, uh, Chad, thank you for joining us on the Software Spotlight. And uh, for our listeners, be sure to visit softwareoasis.com to listen to past episodes of the podcast and to sign up for our weekly newsletter and webinar series that is uh, launching the end of this month.